Hey, listeners, you'll notice I'm starting the show out a little bit differently on and off here, and I would love your feedback. If you like it better when I talk at the beginning or jump right into the music and the ads or whatever it is. So for sure, head out to social media or on my website, glisteningparticles.com, and let me know because I want to do what you like. The reason I'm starting out today to talk is I want to tell you about a few things coming up. So first of all, Glistening Particles is going to start looking a little different coming up in a couple weeks, new branding, and I'm very excited about it. In fact, we have a specific particle that will be the identity of Glistening Particles. And um, ah, if you have a dream and you try to go after it and it starts like unfolding even more, you know what I mean. And I don't know about the rest of you in the Northern Hemisphere, but wow, does the springtime and the time change and the longer days and the melting of the snow get me excited. So I have so many more episodes coming up, so many recordings with different people. In fact, this last week, I recorded an engineer and a, a really cool fitness coach. And coming up here, I have another vegan, which I'm very excited about. And then, let's see here, what else? Um, some beekeepers that are doing amazing work in Detroit. So without further ado, we'll move into the show. But I just wanted to say hello and um, keep me posted on what you like and what you don't like about the new intro. Here we go. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say but it's always a good story. Hey, you guys, did you see the video promoting this new episode? Yeah, I'm using a new tool called Promo by Slidely, and it's sort of a one-stop video service that uses premium videos, licensed music if you want, or you can bring in your own music or audio like I did, and it was so easy to use, and I'm so impressed with it. In fact, their help is available on chat 24-7, and they helped me through my first one with ease. So if you'd like to try it out, check out the link on the show notes where we have a promotion for you to give it a try. Well, these days it's hard pressed to talk to anybody that isn't dealing with some kind of depression or anxiety in the world with all the things going on and all the things coming at us. And it's a hard thing to watch, right? When you see someone you love not able to get out of bed because they just can't get out of their head. And that's what Sally's here to talk with us about. She herself had some experience with depression and she got a very clear message on how to help herself move forward through it. And she has a great story and is doing things to help others as well. So here we go. Here's Sally. Hey, listeners. I'm here with Sally from outa.ca, and she likes to say this thing called get out of your head. Hey, Sally. Hey, Jane. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm happy to have you here. I was saying, this is kind of cool how we figured out how we connected. So 
I think I put you in my list of people to contact when I get around to contacting more people about two months ago. Wow. Yeah. And then you said how you yeah, were looking to be I was, on <laughs> I was, Yeah, it was on my list of things to do, right? Our to-do list. And I was like, you know, um, I need to do more outreach. Um, and I don't like to use social media too much. And so podcasters was on my list. And, and then I got this email from you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, the universe has been listening to me. And uh, yeah, so I'm like super excited because it's my first podcast. So Oh, I'm so excited to be your first one because I think you'll have more. What you guys are doing, what you're doing, and the people that are part of your group, mm. it serves such a great purpose. And I'm so excited to share it with everyone today. So why don't we um, start by explaining what it is you're doing? Okay, so I have a small business called um, Auda, and um, it kind of started off as more of a like product line. You know, I was trying to build this brand um, because I wanted to create more awareness within the mental health community um, about being proactive Mm -hmm. with our mental health. Um, And so I started about two and a half years ago. And I uh, didn't know what I was getting myself into. I totally was winging it. I was just like, I don't know. I had this nudge that I had to um, do something um, with mental health, with mindfulness, you know, from my own personal um, struggles with depression and anxiety and um, what I've done for my own, you know, mental health. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to kind of you know, spread this message. And so um, it really started off as more of using uh, clothing, using products as uh, a means to, you know, get this message out there, mm-hmm. but it kind of grew into more of a community um, type yeah, was, of brand. I was checking out your site and there's a blog and everything and lots of really personal stories that people are sharing, which I love yeah. to see. And I think um, the fact that you listen to that nudge is what really is exciting to me because I think we get those a lot. Like the universe mm-hmm. kind of comes up and says, hey, do you like this idea? And you go, mm, I do, but uh, then you just forget it. What were some of the hurdles that you ran into as you were digging into this? Because this is something other people are probably feeling that nudge too and afraid to make the leap. So like, what were some of the bumps you ran into along the way? Or it wasn't all smooth sailing, I'm assuming. No, and it still isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own... Well, you know, business. Right. I'm speaking from experience too. So yeah, right. It's <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's so much work, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, I'm you know I don't have a background in business, so I kind of was just I went into it really with a naive kind of mindset, thinking, oh, this is going to be easy, and you know, people are just going to flock to my website, and it's <laughs> totally not like that. <laughs> you have to like you know, you have to, you know, like the cliche is you have to hustle and mm-hmm. grind and, you know, it's, uh, you know, put a lot of hours in and just dedicate yourself to whatever, you know, whatever your passion is. But the nudge was interesting because, um, it was just this kind of like, um, thought that wouldn't leave me alone. Mm. And, you know, I was like, why, why would I do this? Like, again, I don't have any background in business, but, I just kept on thinking about it and I would talk about it a lot with like my friends and my family. And I'm like, I don't know, what do you guys think? And they're like, just, just go for it. Just try it. Like, what do you have to lose? And, 
And so, yeah, slowly I just been, you know, kind of building it. Um, I was kind of at a point where I was listening to too much, um, you know, business like podcasts and I was getting really down on myself because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of the dark side of the internet where you can compare yourself to all these other really successful businesses and companies and I'm like oh well you know I've already been doing this for a year and like why am I not at this point and uh, I had to stop doing that that's really good that you recognize that though because I totally know what you mean I do the same thing with the podcast you know on occasion I get really deep in that hole of like why am I doing this everybody's you know getting so much further or you hear how you know everyone's posting their their downloads or their whatever whatever and then I just go back to wait, wait, I was listening to the voice. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to bring yourself back to that. And mm-hmm. you have to, what I've learned is you have to determine what success is for you, mm. you know, not what somebody else is saying, you know, that it should be. And I think, um, when you're starting a brand and you're, you know, we do sell products, it's, right. you know, that's kind of what your success is measured on. Well, how many, you know, shirts did you sell today and in a week and in Mm -hmm. a month and it's like yeah but you know what that's not really why I started this like Mm. it's part it's part of it but when I go back to like my core value it's um that I really I I just really want people to to take care of their mental health on a you know a deeper level is really the message um and so I have to constantly remind myself Mm -hmm. Or I did have to constantly remind myself because I was getting sucked into that. Yeah, I know comparison. what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a big thing. And even um, even the, besides the comparison, everybody's got an opinion on how you should do it yeah. or like a recommendation on if you do this, you'll get that. And if you do this, you'll get that. And then, then you find that half of them conflict, you know, mm-hmm. with each other. And I start like cycling like, I don't know what to do. I'll just keep recording. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I kind of get yeah. back to there. Yeah, yeah, keep doing what you like about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I like totally. the um I really like the name that you gave it, Auda, because it's unique, first of all. Mm-hmm. And the actual tagline, get out of your head, is it catches people of I think all ages. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just a certain demographic. So mm-hmm. I like that because it, it makes you think and pause your like even just seeing it on somebody or seeing it on it's like, oh, yeah, get out of my head for a minute and see that. Mm-hmm. It brings yeah. you present. How did you come up with that? Okay, so um, the last time I had depression, um, I was seeing a therapist mm-hmm. who, uh, she was a psychotherapist. So her her um, therapy was not like your traditional cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. therapy. She really taught me how to just connect with, you know, um, not with my mind, but with my like inner self. And I don't say that in like a spiritual hippie woohoo way. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, like very practical. And um, the first time I met her, um, mm-hmm. you know, I remember like sobbing and I was just in a really dark place. And I knew I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I knew I had depression. But I wanted her to say, no, you know, you're fine. You're just having a hard time. You know, I, I was still desperate for somebody to say that, even though I know deep down that I wasn't well. And uh, so at the end of our session, I looked at her and I said, so I'm, I'm depressed, right? Uh-huh. And she said, uh, she looked at me and she said, yes. She says, but that's because you're in here. And she pointed to her head. Uh-huh. 
And she goes, we're going to get you out of there and get you into here. Oh. And she pointed to her heart. And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea what she was talking about. She goes, Sally, oh. you're living in your head and you have to get out of it. Wow. I, I have like, like goosebumps everywhere right now. Yeah, it still yeah. gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And so I remember leaving her office and I was driving home and I'm like, I was dumbfounded because I'm like, yeah, well, duh, of course I'm in my head. Like, that's the problem. Right. But at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, Sally, that's all you do is live in your head. Right. So it was just this little revelation that I had from just that little phrase that she wow. said. Isn't that, I love that how like someone can come along and just completely <sighs> disrupt the channel. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Totally. And so that's what she taught me. She taught me how oh. to get out of my head. And, uh, so I remembered how um, powerful that was. Mm -hmm. And as she was helping me, um, you know, get better, it was something that I would say to myself when I would catch myself overthinking and getting mm -hmm. anxious, I would say, mm -hmm. Sally, get out of your head. And that would kind of remind me just to like pause, you know, take a deep breath. Or mm -hmm. if I, if I could, I would like retreat and just go breathe for a little bit. Um, and so it became this little kind of you know, if you want to call it a mantra that I would use mm -hmm. to just bring myself back to the moment. So that's so, where that message came from. That's such a great story, though. I mean, that's mad. That's the best story you could have given me right now for that. Honestly. Oh, really? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> that it was really something so ultra personal. It wasn't about like, you know, a bunch of girlfriends are sitting around and we go, what do you think we should call it kind of thing? No, not at all. Yeah. It has a, like really deep meaning to me. Absolutely. And I also think like, even though she was very... um she was this, like the sweetest lady, but she was really firm. Like when she said it, like, she's like, you know, you're living in your head and we, you know, we have to get you out of there. Like she was just so like, um, strict about it. And uh -huh. so I feel like that saying kind of, you know, like it's a kid. I don't know. It's, some like, people, a, it's like a hand wagon. Get yeah, out of your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like a stick in your butt. Like right, get right. out of your head, you know? And, and I, and it's funny because once I started, a company, I hear people say it all the time. Like, uh -huh. I have to get out of my head, or I'm in my head, or you know, people say it all the time. Right, you're noticing it. You're noticing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, is it yeah. really? Is it? I want to know because if listeners are in the place where you were when you walked into her office, I want to understand: is it really like that? Simply the process of you go, oh, I'm in my head again. Take a breath. Take some breaths. You know, get get centered again, pause. Is, is there anything else that you would add to that to help people who are out there listening? Yeah, well, I mean, I was very ill. I was, um, I had depression. I had like, uh, I was like debilitating anxiety. I was sick. Like I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, you know, wow. it was that kind of depression. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it took me uh, close to a year to, to start feeling better. So it's not an overnight thing at okay. all. Okay. Um, and that's not what I'm saying at all that yeah. I, you know, I know what it feels like to be in that place and mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's hell. It really is. Um, but I think that, um, it's a part of, uh, you know, I think that learning to, um, my therapist called it quiet time, meditation, reflection, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. My belief is that no matter what your mental health state is, we should all be practicing that more um, simply because it is, it's good for your mental health. Right. So when I say like pause, take a deep breath, meditate for a few minutes a day, 
to me, um, it's like brushing your teeth for your Mm -hmm. oral health, right? Or going for a walk for your physical health. Mm-hmm. But we do, we don't do anything for our minds specifically. Right. We either shut it down, you know, yeah. zone out on TV or we overstimulate like, you know, yeah. scrolling through Instagram. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's, I know that's something I've been focusing on a lot lately myself is actually leaving gaps in my calendar so mm-hmm. that, and those times are not uh, like, if I, if I'm like, oh, I have a gap, I'm going to now scroll Instagram. Like, no, you're not. You're turning your phone off and yeah. doing something else, or you're listening to something that's, you know, useful or whatever, but not useful yeah. in the sense of productive, useful, but useful in the growth perspective, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's like all this stuff online is, it's addictive for mm-hmm. one. Intentionally. And, I mean, they pay people lots yeah. of money to make it yes, that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, uh, terrible for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're doing more and more studies on it. And um, it's really sad because, you know, yeah, they know that it's really bad, bad for our minds. It's giving us shorter tension spans. Mm-hmm. You know, our minds aren't designed to take in constant information. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you go online, it's like, I know for me, like I've, I do it. I mean, I go online and I will totally get caught up in you know, say you're on Facebook. So you're like, you go from like reading an article to seeing a video to going through people's pictures. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, wow, like that's crazy how much information I just took in. And I don't remember any of it. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the truth? Or or it's like, it totally shifts my mood in a bad way. So I might start out like, oh, I'm just going to go check blah, blah, blah. And then I land on a story that really either makes me angsty or makes me Mm. sad. And now what do I do with that? You know? Yeah. 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 You really have to monitor it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, again, they've made it totally addictive mm-hmm. and where it's like everybody, no matter how old you are, is addicted to the same thing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. But, it, I mean, it makes me yeah. worry for my children and their next generations from that, the way that their brains are being trained to have such instantaneous yeah. feeds, you know, and then it's kind of like it doesn't stretch the long, <laughs> the long memories, I guess, or the long spaces in their brain because they're only doing instant, instant, instant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's probably a yeah. lot more technical sk- uh, definition of that. <laughs> the psychology yeah. listeners are like, yeah, she just totally blew that away. <laughs> That's okay. Um, they know what we're trying to say. I know I'm terrible with it too. I'm like, I don't know. It's like this medical term. Well, and I think <laughs> you know, it's, it's got to. Do, I think it's got to do with what parts of our brain we're using, and I want to know more about that too. But you know, when we're doing those quick feeds of like boom, 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 it's a different part of our brain than the part that's doing the long planning and the calm and the, you know. Yeah. So it's. I think it's the, there's something into it that way. But I'll have to read up sure. on that a little bit more. So when you um. When you started this and you said it built into a community, how did that happen? What hap- What triggered that? And what are some of the uh, benefits you've seen come out of that? Well, just like our, our the blog, um, you know, people are so um, open mm-hmm. with their stories, which I think is super important. I think that's the first step mm-hmm. within the mental health community is to um, speak up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely share what you're experiencing because there has been a stigma associated to it. And I think that is um, slowly, you know, mm-hmm. getting better for sure. Mm-hmm. And that comes from, you know, being vulnerable and saying, you know what, this is what I went through. This is what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that people that, you know, have been touched by um, mental health issues are 
are wanting to um, share. And, and so that's a part of it. But again, our message is go, it's like the next step. It's mm-hmm. like, we can't stay there because we all know you can talk about something till you're blue in the face, but mm-hmm. unless you take action, you know, nothing's really going to change. So, um, that's what I saw. I, you know, I was kind of observing, like, it's so awesome that people are talking about it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of campaigns and movements about ending stigma and that's the first part, but like we have to now teach and guide um, and give people resources on okay, well, how do we take care of how do we take care of our mental health? Like, what right. what does that even mean? And um, again, from my own experience, mm-hmm. part of that is you know learning to focus on my breath, you know, um, becoming more self aware, taking the time to reflect, and actually getting to know my thoughts and my emotions and. Mm-hmm you know, being with them instead of, you know, suppressing it or just ignoring it. Um, and so that's just part of the whole, um, you know, the whole kind of, um, message that I think is the second part to this whole, um, you know, mental health movement that's going on. I mean, the one thing I'm grateful for is, well, a couple of things, many, many things, but one thing personally, so far I haven't really hit, a point in my life where I've been like consumed by depression. I've had mm-hmm. experienced a few days of depression, I, which I would call this is must be what that feels like for people mm. all the time kind of thing. Um, about a year and a half ago where I just went, whoa, I don't know how to get out of this, <laughs> you know? And uh, luckily yeah. I had a friend who just gave me a get out of your head kind of talk and said, stop it, just get up mm-hmm. and get going and start moving yeah. again. But I think about um, how there. I'm so glad there's so much information. That's what I was getting to. That there's so much information, so people can feel like they're not the only one, and they can feel like that, like there's help. But one of the things that I don't understand is like when people won't take the help that's there. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, if someone knows they have depression, they know they're not functioning, but they won't go get. They won't go see a psychotherapist, or they won't mm-hmm. go see a counselor. Do you have any advice for for that situation? Yeah, I think I was probably, uh, I've, I've done that as well. Um, I think because it is to do with your mind and mm-hmm. it's very complicated. It's mm-hmm. not like you hurt yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you're bleeding and you're like, I need to go to emergency right away. Um, I think because your mental health affects, um, you know, your emotional well-being, your psychological well-being, it's very confusing. And um, the stigma has a big part to do with it for mm-hmm. sure. And depending on like who your support group is, like, mm-hmm. you know, your like who your, your support system is, that plays a huge part too. And, you know, for myself in the past, I've definitely thought, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll be okay tomorrow mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll give it till like, you know, the end of the month or, you know, you just kind of prolong it and then you get to the point where you're really bad and you don't really have a choice and you have to go. Or you'll um, think like you have a good day. Oh, it's it's getting yeah, better. I'm having a yeah. good day. I'm having yeah, a good day. Exactly. It's all going to be good. And yeah. Then, yeah. Or if you have people around you saying, oh, you know, you're fine. It's right. It'll go away. You know, so it, I think like it's not black and white for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not, you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard <laughs> you know, thing, right? Yeah, you can't see the illness. And um 
And I think that's that plays a huge part in it, too. I think the other thing is, from what I've heard from people I've talked to, is they don't want to be put on medication. So they won't go because they don't want to do that. Right. And is that a requirement? I mean, do you have to go on medication or are there lots of other things you can try first? Yeah, I think that um, I've done both. I've gone on medication. Um, sometimes it's been helpful. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's actually made it worse. Mm-hmm. I, again, uh, they it's it's such a mystery, mm-hmm. um, mental illness. Like they, so say you go into the doctor. This is my again my my experience, you know. And I've been diagnosed with depression. They have like a zillion different pills that they can give you for mm-hmm. it. So how do you know which one is gonna work for you or not. Right, right. Um, because and then I've there's had the waiting my, and waiting to see how long it's yeah, going to take and then how, yeah. how long does it last? So now it's working, but how long will it work? Exactly. And you yeah. have to, some of them, it take, well, well, it'll kick in after a month. Like a month? Like that's <laughs> a long time when you're not feeling well. Right. So imagine, yeah. imagine you were like in pain physically uh-huh. and you went to the doctors and like, oh yeah, the medication will kick in in about a month. <laughs> right. It's, I never like, thought of it that way, but that's yeah. true because it really is a pain. It's like it is. It's a it's pain. pain. Yes, yes. Yeah. Not one that you can that they would give you morphine for typically, yeah. but one that hurts just as much because you can't make it stop. Can't, can't make, make it, it stop. stop. Right. It's for it's torture. It's right. it is torture. Um, so yeah, I think lots of people are probably turned off by medication. Um, there's a huge spectrum with you know, mental illness. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, it's hard to say, like, if you need medication, if you are okay, just doing it with therapy, you know, some people have, Mm -hmm. have, um, recovered from depression through yoga, through, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different, um, ways that you can help yourself, but, it's it's that first step. It's that first step of helping yourself. I, I, that's what I've seen is, taking that first step is the hardest thing. You know? It really is. Because but it's almost great, like admitting it, you know? It's admitting it. Yeah. yeah. That's the first step, admitting it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I always say, if you don't have a good support system in your life, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you come from a family where everyone has some sort of mental health related issue and you really don't have anybody that's positive or, you know, encouraging. That's what, um, uh, the internet is great for. Mm-hmm. You can find these communities online now where right. just go on Instagram and, you know, type in mental health. And there's tons of people on there that are very open with, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're going through and you can message them and, you know, mm-hmm. ask for help that way too. So that's the great thing about, you know, these online communities is that you don't feel so alone. And people um, really do want to help. That's the yeah. thing. Like, I, I think there's also the stigma of, well, I don't want to ask a stranger, but you know what? Str- people yeah. want to give back. They want to support people. They want to be connected. So, and actually, I think it's our duty, you know, mm-hmm. it's our duty to help each other and help everybody feel better and be better as a whole human population, human uh, human beings. So I think it's worth it. It's worth asking. You know, I saw that you do a mentor program on your Mm -hmm. website. So you must offer a lot of that kind of help. Yes. Well, it's not um, me. I'm not mentoring anybody, really. (laughs) Okay. No, but I mean, you're you're, okay. The people who sign up, let's put it that way. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's very new. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like I said, when I first started out, uh, um, I was like, okay, well, I need to get people on board here. I need to like, you know, spread this message. So I just kind of like started doing what other brands do and Mm -hmm. created like an ambassador program, you know, like a rep program where people, um, you know, they buy your stuff and then they, they, um, wear it and then they get a commission from it. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what I was doing in the beginning, but I just didn't sit right with me Mm -hmm. because I was I don't know. Like, I just, I want it to be more. I don't want it just to be about people repping your, your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and because our message is to, you know, uh, you take care of your head by getting out of it, basically, right. you know, I was like, how can I, you know, build more of a community feel and get people, you know, to be proactive with their mental health? Cause that's what our message is about. So I kind of, step back from it. And I, I really, um, reflected on, you know, what I really wanted to do with this ambassador rep program, whatever. And, and that's kind of what came up. And so I changed it to a mentor program where, uh, the mentors are required to host a little workshop in their communities. So they can do it at home. They can do it if they're a student at school, wherever they want. And mm-hmm. they gather anybody who's interested in learning to meditate Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, um, provided with all the information for the workshop. Um, you know, it's really simple, simple guided meditation. Cause the idea is to get people to do it, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. And so they host these little workshops in their communities and, um, yeah. And they're the mentors. So they're, you know, they, they talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about why meditation is good for your mental health. And then they guide their group through, it's about five to seven minutes, um, guided meditation. And then they talk about it afterwards. So how did you feel? Do you think you could do this at home? Um, and then they talk about like Auda and, you know, what our mission is. And mm-hmm. But we keep it really simple because my belief is um, this whole kind of meditation, mindfulness um, area people like to complicate it and like Mm -hmm. over you know make it like this kind of event Uh (laughs) like it doesn't have to be a vent to sit down and focus on your breath like you don't need you don't need the cushion you don't need to light the incense I mean if you want to do that that's awesome I do that sometimes too Mm -hmm. but you don't have to it's like we we all we all um, are doing the first part anyway we're breathing right? right and so the second part is just to simply focus on your breath and over time, with practice, mm-hmm. like anything else, you know, you, you will start to notice that um, it's affecting you, in a, you know, in a positive way. And if you're like me, like I have ADHD, and so my mind is like constantly racing, um, you'll notice like your mind just becomes a little bit quieter, right. you know, and you're able to handle, you know, those emotions, those thoughts, those feelings that come up, you're able to handle them a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, everything's just a little bit better. And then again, over time, just um, keeps improving. It just keeps improving. Yeah. I'm so utterly impressed that you stepped back from that ambassador program and built something so um, valuable for the people who are buying your products and for the people who believe in what you're doing. That was really great business insight. And that's the thing. I think that people um, need to hear that, like how you build a small business. That was a great Mm -hmm. thing of stepping back and going, this doesn't feel like my gut. This Mm -hmm. doesn't feel quite right. And I think what you did is even better because I think so. I hope so. I mean, it's new. So, you know, I'm hoping it will, um, it will, you know, keep growing and, and, 
people want to be a part of that. And yeah, I just kind of thought, you know what, I have to start doing things the way I want to do them. Right. Because you, know? you had so, the idea. It's all you. Yeah. It's all in you. Yeah, instead of listening to or, you know, kind of following what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right for you, you know, bottom line. Right. Yeah. And that, that's exactly it. If, if, they're, if it's nudging the wrong way. And it's really good to listen to that. I have to do a lot of that lately. You know, I was listening to someone talk the other day about meditation and people have this perception that people who meditate every day, you know, sit down in the perfect form for an hour (laughs) and completely check out and float up into transcendental meditation places that, Mm -hmm. you know, are attainable only to people who have that kind of practice. And it's really not like that. Like one of them said they do, they sit down for like five, they they did like a 30 day thing where they did, no wait, 10 days, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. 10 days. Then they went to 15 minutes, 15 days, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 20 days. But what they found was in that period of time, that short period of time of those short sittings, sitting for meditation, where their mind was dancing for about, you know, 95% of it, yeah. they finally started having glimpses of that feeling of when it really goes quiet. Mm-hmm. And they're still there, but it's really quiet. And there's really nothing like that. Yeah, there's it's really true. really nothing like that. That is like, it's like plugging into the nurture outlet you know what I mean it just fills your body up with all that goodness and um, that's something I'm just starting to work on myself is getting back to meditating because I was away from it and I can tell Mm. exactly in how I'm behaving how I'm reacting and turns you from reacting to responding again you know it totally yeah exactly and that I think I and my belief is how we're naturally meant to be Mm -hmm. Um, but you know we live in a you know, very modern, fast paced, you know, consumption culture. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to get quiet like that. But I don't really think we have a choice. Like, it's just going to get busier and busier. And unfortunately, the mental health issues are, be- are going to become, you know, higher, the statistics are going to become higher if right. we don't you know, sit back and take our own mental health into our own hands. Mm-hmm. And start taking care of it, um, you know, on our own. Um, because it's, again, like I said in the beginning, it doesn't matter what your mental health state is. Just like it doesn't matter what your physical health is. Right. Right? You need to take care of it. Right. If you want to, Start you where know, you are. Start where you are yeah. and just keep. Like, I don't think you can take too good care of any of those things. I don't think there's like right. a... There's like a max, like, well, I, you know, I'm taking way too good care of myself, so I'm going to just back it down. There's no max. It's like every, the more effort you put into it, the more fulfilling life becomes. It just Mm -hmm. keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. You know, I think all this technology stuff, and this is my, you know, off the record prediction. Well, it's on the record, but I don't think anyone's going to quote me for it. But I think (laughs) it's the kind of thing where it reminds me of Jurassic Park, where there was Hmm. this point where they, you know, they... They created the dinosaurs from the eggs. And um, who was it? One of the guys, I can't remember his name. He said, it's not a matter of can you do it, it's should you do it. And I think with technology, even though, yes, it's great to have technology and we need it, having everything so accessible every second of every day, we're going to get to the point we're going to be, did we really need that? Because we're not yeah. in touch with our, with nature. We're not in touch with earth. We're not... Mm-hmm. getting quiet. And so the fact that we're choosing to do that now and you're promoting that is exactly what we need because eventually the the curve's going to go back down. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh yeah, we're human beings. We're not machines. We need to actually yeah. have downtime. Yeah. And I can almost like really 
again, you know, when you get those nudges and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I can totally see that happening sooner than later. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, mem- well, I don't know how old you are, but I remember like smoking. Everybody smoked. Like right. when I was a kid, yes. like you could, you could smoke anywhere. Yeah, me too. Everybody yeah. was smoking. Nobody knew how bad smoking was for you. Right. And like, look at it now. That is <laughs> like, so much better of an example than dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but you're exactly but you, right. Like when my mom was pregnant, she smoked all the way through pregnancy, yeah. you know, and she, my mom and dad smoked most of the years I was growing up, actually yeah, the whole like, time I was living there and it was just normal. And now normal. We, we know it's such a bad idea. You know, I can't even be around it for a second. Like if I'm out at an outdoor concert and someone's smoking, I'm giving them the glare, like really yeah. it's coming in my space. You know, I know. I know. <laughs> and I, I, and I smoked myself. I have to be honest. I was when yeah, I was a teenager, too. I did. And I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, but everybody did. You know, everybody, everybody did. did. Yeah. Nobody questioned it. Right. Um, you know, and everybody, it was just, it was the norm. Right. But it, like, you look at that now and it's like, oh my God, like we were idiots. I know. <laughs> like, what, how did we not know this was so bad for you? Right. And I, I really think that's going to happen with, um, yeah, just our lifestyle now right. with the whole, um, like you said, everything's just instantaneous. You know, mm-hmm. um, I see it with my kids. My kids are 10 and 12 and they just, everything has to be fast. Like, right. come on, no, like, da, 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 da. and it's, it's like, no, just take it, you know, take it easy. And yeah. they're constant, like they have limit on their electronics but like, if I don't limit them, they'll be on it all day long. Right, right. You know, they they're kids, so they have no self control. Right. You know, constantly being like, no, you get an hour and that's it. Put it away because I I mean, like I said, I'm guilty of it too. I can get lost on there, but I feel icky. Like right. I feel gross after. Right. Like whoa, I just wasted. Well, I always feel like I'm wasting my like I'm like there's a fixed number of minutes that I have. Yeah. I want to use as many as of them as possible for things that light up my mind. And mm-hmm. so when I realize I've just gone down this ridiculous rabbit hole on Facebook, mm-hmm. like why? Why? I so I actually avoid Facebook as much as I can and that's that's tricky when you're trying to run a um, yes. business on it, but it's my least favorite place to go quite frankly. So because I think I they're, I- yeah, they're doing so much with their technology that they're actually the authenticity of it is no longer there. It's not. And my husband told me that a lot of the, like, these social media execs are stepping away and they're, they don't even let their kids go on it because they know how bad it is. Yeah. So they, they know things that we don't even know. Okay. You is know? it almost like pharmaceuticals in a way? I think so. Right. I think so. Right. I totally, I totally think there's a lot going on in the back end mm-hmm. and they do like, okay, even think about Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Instagram, apparently from the studies that I've read about is the worst social app for your mental health. Wow. Uh, yeah. Instagram, because it's very visual. Right. Right. And so like, imagine, uh, like back in the day, it was like cosmopolitan magazines that, mm-hmm. you know, we would torture us as women. We would look at like right. perfect body. Like, so on Instagram, you're like, imagine seeing those images over and over and over and over again, right? It's going to affect yeah. you. Right. But even the way they designed it, like you, you have followers, right? right. <laughs> you know, and like, it's like a popularity contest. And then you got to right. like the photo. I like, know. it's just it's so, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so destructive, but we don't right. even know 
what long-term effects it has, especially on children, because they're right. really the, the number one users on it, right? And so I'm right. constantly telling my daughter, like, you know, only follow people that um, are making you feel good. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that it's that girl's fault that has the perfect body and is gorgeous. Like, I mean, right. that's awesome. But if she's not, if you're looking at that picture and that's making you feel like, oh, I should look like that or why don't I look right. like that, don't follow them. Right. You know? They should have because, like a channel on Instagram for just normal, like normal bodied people that you can only <laughs> like, you know how you can filter, I can filter off all the, the beauties so that I don't have to sit there and go, wow, how does that happen? You know? Yeah. And like, yeah. who even looks like that? Right. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anyone personally that looks like that. Like, where are these girls? I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like back in the day, we we had magazines. Like that's right. what we, right. we looked at. Right? But now we have these little devices that like are attached to us 24 seven. And when, when we're bored, you know, we go on them and we just look at filtered picture after filtered picture. And like, I don't know how that could possibly be good for you at all. I know it can't be where it's just, it's not, it can't be. No, it's just like getting on the scale every day and deciding my mood based on the the number that's showing. So it's like looking at Instagram and seeing those and going, okay, now I know my mood. You know what I mean? It's it's like that. And when you think of kids who are so impressionable, it's yeah, it's a hard it's hard competition. However, it's part of their culture. It's right. part of like it was. It's like the TV. Like when the TV came out, you know what I mean? Like it's. I grew up with the TV. Yeah. I can't imagine not having a TV. So, you know, they don't know the how destructive it can be because they've just been brought up with it. And right. Yeah. Right. Everybody's keep- on. We have to keep creating more movements, you know, like there was the movement yeah. about the no makeup movement and people mm-hmm. were putting a lot of pictures up like that. And what you're doing with Auda is, you know, a movement for mental health and every everything we can do to keep bringing those things in front of the kids of of um, thinking differently and questioning, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I believe that they should be, um, you know, educating kids in school about mm-hmm. the, these these um, issues for sure. And I know my kids' school, they don't um, touch on these subjects, right. but I think it's up to the school boards as well to, you know, talk about these things and what is a healthy amount of time on social media and, mm-hmm. you know, how does it make you feel and, right. you know. Yeah, all those kind of questions. And conversely, what does it feel like to go outside and spend a day in the woods? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I have a question for you too about, you talked about you have, a, uh, you've dealt with anxiety and, mm-hmm. you know, debilitating anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. That's what I see more and more. It's this combination of um, people are having depression and then the world around them, all the things they have to do start getting away from them. And then mm-hmm. it creates this, you know, huge amount of, of anxiety because they just don't know where to begin. Do you mm-hmm. find, do you think there's something different going on in the world that those two seem to be kind of latching together more often now? It seems like it's more often now that the two come hand in hand. Yeah, they do. Um, hmm. That's a good question, actually. Because yeah, it's like a collective kind of mm-hmm you know, thing that's going on, especially in like the, our part of the world. Like right. it's very, it's very much a Western, um, you know, issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a lot. I think it's our lifestyle. I think it's right. a lot of different components. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, you know, our, our values as, you know, a culture are 
backwards for one. Um, I think that we're very, very much disconnected from, um, you know, who we really are. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, you know, connected to part of ourselves that is, um, not real. Like when I say that, I mean, like our thoughts Uh are, you know, our kind of conditioning, you know, our programming that we've been influenced by since we were kids. And again, that's a cultural thing. Right. Um, I know from myself, uh, when I think back to, okay, I've had depression three times in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I get anxiety, uh, you know, randomly, like I don't like to do public speaking, mm-hmm. terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when my anxiety will kind of show up, but right. I, I wouldn't say I'm anxious all the time anymore. Right. right. Um, but for me, it was definitely disconnection. Um, and, um, the anxiety was definitely caused by like, you know, low self esteem. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, well, I think everybody up. has that these days because you're like the yeah. people we compare ourselves, like there's just so many, yeah, exactly. like, look at those people. They all did that thing I was trying to do. How did that happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have to have a really strong sense of self, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And again, we're, we're not, I don't know too many people that are taught that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think as a culture that we love ourselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I think all those kind of really um, deeper rooted issues mm-hmm. um, show up and they they kind of present themselves through depression, anxiety, kind of you all, know. Kind of all intertwined, uh, intertwined a little bit more. That's my opinion. That's my experience. Yeah, right. I totally get that, though. That makes sense. You know, um, when you said about public speaking, I wanted to mention this really cool thing I learned that is saving the day for me whenever I do feel the uh, anxiety kind of kick in. And it's that the same chemicals are released when we are anxious as they are when we're excited. It's right. just that we interpret them differently. We're like, because we we situationally did interpret them. So whenever... Um, you're about to give a public speech or, you know, get in that situation or any time there you're feeling like this is anxiety. Um, try saying, I'm excited. I'm excited like mm. this. I'm excited about this because then it changes how we think of it because it's the same right. chemicals. And yeah. I've been doing that more and more. And it really does, for me, it's made a difference. Even if it's a slight difference, it's a difference. Okay, I'm going to try that. I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm, excited. I'm so excited to get in front of 100 people and talk in front of them. I know. I bet they love that, though. I bet I bet you're really great at it because you have such a message that you're carrying. So, yes, say you're excited. I am. I'm going to say I'm excited. Yeah, because it feels good to feel excited. Right. It's just right? Our, it's just our, our thoughts yeah. that we're in our head. Interpreting, we're in our head. We're interpreting the chemicals based on the situation versus mm-hmm. just doing the thing. You know? Yes. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. I was excited to come on and talk with you today. <laughs> I know. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> I know. See? So um I was wondering, I'd like to get a little feel for what else you do besides this amazing work. Like what are some of the things you enjoy doing? Because that's a big part of depression is losing mm-hmm. losing sight of those. And actually that's like my litmus test. Whenever I feel like I'm getting kind of low, I'm like well, do I still like doing things? I'm like, oh yeah, I love doing that and that and that and right. that. So I'm like, okay, we're good. Just having a bad yeah. day. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 actually a good insight to have too. Do I still like doing things? Hmm, right. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
I, well, I have two kids, so they take up a lot of my time. <laughs> um, I'm in Toronto, so it's freezing cold here too. Yes. So uh, I yeah. unfortunately go into hibernation mode in the winter. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so I find the winters really hard to do what I like to do because I love being outside. Mm-hmm. I love, um, you know, hiking and just going for walks with my neighbor, mm-hmm. my friends. Um, you know, I have a beautiful backyard and I, I just honestly love sitting in my backyard and feeling the sun on my face. And mm-hmm. I do a lot of meditation, you know, up there in the summer. Um, my background is hairstyling, so I still do a little bit of that. And yeah, I, but I really try to focus on, you know, Auda and trying to build up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this little community. And I mean, I, I wish I could work on it more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's very time consuming and trying right. to balance everything. Yeah, we do have a lot. We get a lot going on in our lives. But I, I think yeah. always, whenever I feel like there's too many things, like so many of them, in my life now, because I'm more specific and intentional, are all things that, for the most part, I won't say they all are, but most of them are things that I love to do or really yes. enjoy doing. So yeah. I feel like I'm actually super lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, some people are just, you know, hate, like I have a friend who was telling me that her husband just hates his job, but mm-hmm. he won't leave because he has a certain number of years to be like fully retired. Mm. I'm like, I couldn't compromise one year hating something, let alone eight. I couldn't. Yeah, me too. I I don't know how people do that either. I just like talk about depression like that is, I think, again, like that probably is a big part of it too. People, um, we've been taught to do things that we don't like doing. Like, like, I think that comes from, you know, um, you know, my parents' culture for sure. Like Uh you just, you know, you, you just sacrifice and you, the old you suck work. it up and tough it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that has a big, big part of it. So what, um, where can people find it? Why don't you give us all your information so people can look it up and get engaged? Okay. So, uh, you can find us on the website, outa.ca, or you can type in getoutofyourhead.com as well. I'll take you to the same site. Um, we are on Instagram um at get out of your head and facebook but i don't even remember the handle isn't that awful it must be like out of <laughs> out of apparel or something because um like i said i don't use social media mm-hmm. that much because i feel like it goes against my um my <laughs> message right right <laughs> so uh i mean i am on there obviously but um uh just anyone listening, try and limit your social media use. It's really, it really is bad for right. for your mind's health. And um, yeah, get outside and, you know, or retreat to your room and just mm-hmm. be with yourself. And um, yeah, so that, that's our main, like I'm not on Twitter or. Okay, that's good. No, that's good. I think while you're still on the call, I want to give a um, throw out a challenge to the listeners, which we call glisteners. I don't know if you caught that, but that's oh, it. oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw out this challenge. If any of the glisteners connect with connect with Sally to um, become a mentor and take that mm. program out, I want to know about it and come back and talk about it on the show with we can all three talk together about it and share the experience because I think it's such a huge thing connecting with people in our community. And sharing this message of just the tiniest bit of self-reflection and taking time can change so much in their lives. So I love that you're making that part of your purpose. 
So that I love that the idea. The challenge is out there. So keep oh, me posted. Yeah, that would be so much fun, wouldn't it? That would be so fun. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. And I'm sure. actually contemplating doing one myself. So I'm um, just trying to figure out where I fit it in. But yeah. I think this would be a really cool thing to share in my, for sure, to share in my community. Yeah. So, oh, I yeah. would love that. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank okay. you so much for hanging out with me today. This was really fun. Yeah, I had so much fun. Like I said, it was my first podcast. So this was this was so good. Thank it was you. Pa- it was painless, right? There was no pain. Yeah. So <laughs> you're you're just you're so welcoming. I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Like that's what I want people to know too. Like people around the world, yeah. We can actually connect on this level, being really real and feel like we now have a new friend that is like yeah. in our life, you know? Yeah. It's that easy. Awesome. All right. Thank you again, Sally, so much. It was so much fun. Thank you. Take care. Take care. I'm not kidding you guys. If you would like to come on out and do the mentor program for Sally and then come on the show and talk with us about it, I would love, 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 love to share your experience. So please think about it. I've already had one person step up to sign up and um, can't be more excited about that. So interestingly enough, even though I said in the show, that I have been fortunate enough not to deal with depression, I do sometimes get way too deep in my head and I can see myself cycle out of control. Now, my own techniques for dealing with that have been varied and sometimes it's a lot harder than others. Sometimes it's a matter of sitting down and writing to that voice in my head and telling it to get the heck out because, hey, I'm not gonna listen to you anymore. And that's actually been really powerful for me. And sometimes it's a matter of just stopping in my tracks and going, stop, stop, stop. And then switching over to doing the things that I love again. And maybe that even is a nap. But whatever it is, uh, so far, I've been pretty lucky. And I'm so grateful for that. I hope you all have learned something from this conversation today and would love to hear what you have on social media. Tell us about it. Come to the website. Share your stories. We want to spread the word that mental health is a condition, a situation we know that's out there. And we also want to help other people. So looking forward to hearing from you. Take care, everyone. Until next time. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.